0: This is Christian Book Blurb, brought to you by author and songwriter Matt McCleary. Get a behind-the-scenes glimpse into the lives of some of your favourite Christian authors, hear about their books and faith. Also, why not check out my website, mattmccleary.com. This episode is sponsored by KevinMayhew.com. Are you looking for high-quality Christian music, literature and church supplies? then look no further than Kevin Mayhew Publishers. Founded in 1976, their mission has always been to serve the entire Christian community, from hymn books to choral music, liturgical resources to theological books, greeting cards to church supplies. They offer a wide range of products and are trusted by Christians of all denominations. And with their extensive music catalogue catering to all skill levels from beginner to professional, you're sure to find the perfect piece to inspire your worship. Check out kevinmayhew.com today and experience the beauty and depth of Christian music and literature. Go and check out kevinmayhew.com. Well, hello and welcome to the Christian Book Blurb podcast. This is the podcast that aims to encourage you and help you to grow in your discipleship as we explore relevant, inspiring and often hard-hitting themes and messages as we meet some amazing Christian authors and learn about their books, their lives and their faith on this twice monthly podcast. Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Matt McCleary. And on today's show, I'm going to be talking about how we can help our children to pray and to be a good friend. And I'm speaking with the author, Gemma Hunt. Hi, Gemma. Welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Matt. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: It's so good to have you here. Now, for those people in the UK, they might recognise your name um, because they might have seen you on CBeebies or on the Alpha Course or on BBC Songs of Praise. Um... But for those of the listeners who are sort of further afield, who aren't based in the UK, can you just give us a quick sort of um, summary or or, or recap on kind of what you do?
1: So I'm best known as being a children's TV presenter working for the BBC. This is actually my 20th year working for them so i started on independence day 2003 and i'm looking forward to celebrating that later this year and in that time i've had incredible opportunities to film all around the world not just for the bbc but like you mentioned think for things like alpha and um, for songs of praise which is the longest running religious tv show in the uk and uh, alpha obviously is an international resource for people to discover the meaning of life and, and, and explore Christianity. And I was very fortunate to be part of the team back in 2014 2015 when we filmed that series. I've also been able to work on radio, whether that be local radio or university radios, things like that. Um, I've worked for the BBC doing their learning uh, show called Together, which is a, a corporate worship program for children. That I've worked on for quite a few years so there's lots of different things that I've been able to do and that also is that I've been adding to that the author side oh, of yes. things which is a new thing uh that was something that happened over lockdown and um my first book came out last year second book to come out later this year
0: oh exciting I can't wait to learn more about that so let's talk about your writing and your books then so um You've written a book for children yourself, but you've also teamed up with other authors, haven't you, such as Pete Gregg, um, to write books about Christian faith for children. Why is introducing faith to children so important?
1: Because children are so inquisitive and they love to ask questions and so sometimes as a parent we don't always know what the answer is so sometimes it's good to say let's pray about it together (laughs) so that we can seek advice and seek counsel from the Lord and find out whether we can together work out what it is that we can say to answer their question. But also children's faith is so beautiful. And I love how Jesus often encourages us to have a childlike faith and to ask those big questions. And I think sometimes even as adults, if we can go back to thinking like a child and asking questions like our children ask questions, then we might find the answers to the questions that we have Um, because Mm. we can simplify them. And sometimes simplifying them but not like diluting them, not taking away from the truth, but just simplifying them to understand it in a way that children can understand can sometimes be quite helpful to us as adults, because we do just overcomplicate things quite often, don't we? And I think having the opportunity to, to share faith with my own daughter is so important and so then I think there must be other parents that are feeling like this so therefore let's put together resources to help and I just had a voice note this morning from a friend who's used this um, young explorers how to pray um, with Pete Greg book and the daughter just said it's great because rather than just sitting down with my hands together and praying like our teachers at school tell us to do all I do now is look out the window and say hi Jesus and have a mm. chat because mm. that's all it's about, and I love mm. the fact that she pointed that out in this book and that that's really now helping her on her faith and prayer journey
0: that's really good that's really good my daughter my eldest daughter has also read that 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 book that you helped Pete <laughs> Gregg write and she she loves it she really does she she's been building prayer dens and you know pinning things up with little pegs on a washing line and all that kind of thing she's she's really really got into that really well so let's talk about that book for for a moment then um how did it come about
1: so Pete wrote the book how to pray for adults and through conversations realized that that so many children are trying to access the same things that parents are doing but it just wasn't quite focused at them so they were struggling perhaps to interpret it so we just thought let's just rewrite it and use the same concepts, the same ideas, but just give some other examples that are more appropriate to children. And I think having my voice in there as well as an alternate voice just kind of peppering through the, the chapters gives me a chance to then put in some of my own personal experiences and thoughts and ideas and as to how to then apply the things that Pete has written. And, and because Pete and I had worked together many times at Big Church Festival, hosting on the main stage together, and also other 24-7 prayer events we just thought this is a good combo for us together because mm. he's kind of done all the work i've probably got more of an audience when it comes to relating to and knowing children so it's a really easy collaboration really and the, the whole writing process was really simple and really fun
0: well i was going to ask you about the writing process because it's interesting when someone's already written a book about it to then kind of rewrite it or, or change or adapt it for a different audience. Um, was it just kind of a case of, well, Pete's written the adult book, here it is, you go away and, 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 and make it more children child-friendly. Or was it sort of you and him in a room together for like a month, sort of thrashing out ideas? How, how did it work? Lots of emails? I don't know.
1: Yeah, definitely lots of emails, um, because this is also, I think, towards the end of the lockdown that we were doing putting this together. So actually, Pete took his book and he, with the publishers, managed to make it a bit more child-friendly and then as they were going through it they would pick out sections they thought this would be good to have Gemma's voice in here, let's get Gemma's opinion on this part or let's get Gemma to write this prayer or this thought, this contemplation and um, so then I was then given his adapted version of How to Pray and then I was alongside the publishers just then wrote different things to put in there to try and um, and encourage and just embellish the book, really.
0: Mm, mm. And it's also illustrated um, really, really nicely. Did <laughs> yeah. you have much to do with the illustration or um, did you have any input into sort of how the pictures and illustrations were done or anything like that?
1: Well the illustrator worked alongside the publisher and I was just asked to send them a photograph of myself which the illustrator then animated <laughs> <laughs> and so you'll just see that picture of me in there. Yeah yeah
0: okay all right so th- that's interesting because it's like a whole collaboration it's, it's so interesting how children's books um, it's not just the one author tucked away in a room somewhere there's all sorts of other things going on, um, working with illustrators and other people. That's great. Um, so on that, on that how to pray then, um, for for the benefit of our listeners, especially those who are parents with, with children, we've mentioned one or two ideas as to, you know, what they can do to to pray that might be different to the, the standard, as you've said, hands together, eyes closed. Um, have you got any other tips you could share?
1: Absolutely. Get creative. So get some paper and some pens and draw. And it doesn't mean that you have to draw anything particular. You could just start doodling and see what comes out of that. Or you could listen to some music and see if there's a word or a picture from the music that stands out to you, and then try to create that. Or it could be that you do actually write it down, or write alphabet prayers, write the alphabet down, and think of things that you can pray for alongside the letters of the alphabet that start with that letter. Things that are aren't just again sitting down closing your eyes and because not everybody yeah. likes to do that but yeah. then also we can get out and pray we don't even have to sit still stand still to pray let's go for a prayer walk let's walk around and walk around our neighbourhoods and when you're walking past somebody's house just bless that house or if you see something in the window think oh there's somebody sat in there may just bless their day lord or you can see somebody's outside working on their car pray for them to to be able to get the car fixed yeah. yeah so just walk around and pray for things that you see um rather than just sitting still but then There is time to sit still too. And as I'm sat here, I've got a lovely small window next to me and I love just looking out of the window. And sometimes it's just catching the colours that change throughout the seasons and thanking God for that. Or looking out again and looking into neighbours' houses and thinking, what's going on in there today? Or just, Lord, inspire me to pray the right prayer for somebody in that house today. And they don't know that I'm praying for them, but it could be that that prayer really changes the, the trajectory of their day.
0: Mm, mm, really good. Thank you. Let's let's look at the book that you've written, your own book now. Um, it's called Gemma Hunt's C Let's Be a Good Friend. What were the reasons behind <laughs> you wanting to write this book? What, what kind of sparked the initial urge for you to write this book?
1: I was approached a couple of times by different publishers to write over the years and I always declined the invitation saying I don't really feel like this is my thing. I like reading books, but... I've tried to write things down and they haven't really flowed. But then I became a mum, and that changed a lot because I loved reading to my daughter, and I found that as a Christian family, we wanted to read gospel books to her so that she could understand the stories of Jesus and and, and read the Bible in ways that were again accessible to her. But also as a mixed race family, we just felt like we couldn't see ourselves represented in any of the books that we were looking at about families or even in Bible stories. And we thought, there has to be something out there. And we struggled to find anything. Um, So I thought, well, in that case, (laughs) let's see if we can create (laughs) something. And I love the idea of getting the gospel into everybody's homes and making it accessible to people who have faith and people who don't have faith. And so I thought, if we base it on our family, so I'm mixed race. My mum is Jamaican, my dad is English, my husband is English, and our daughter is also mixed race. And so we've based it around our family network of me, my mum, my dad, my husband, our daughter. And then for the sake of the book, we've also adopted a boy into our family, which is actually a family friend's son. <laughs> so we've just <laughs> borrowed. So it's somebody yeah. that we know, but he's not actually part of our yeah, yeah. actual family. But um, for the sake of the book, he, he's been adopted into our into our family. And we wanted to see that people could... Relate to family situations, and whether they are people of color or not, they'd be able to see themselves represented in some way in our stories. But we also just wanted to take away from the stereotype images that we often have of Jesus being a white male, mm. <laughs> which, if mm. we look at the history of where he was from, it's very unlikely that he would have been yeah. so fair skinned. So
0: well, I was I was going to ask you why why do you think it is that um different cultures around the world because i'm originally from zimbabwe myself so i've seen i've seen um jesus portrayed as sort of like a black african man um in in art and that kind of thing um and then of course in europe he's 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 a white um european man why do you think it is that that churches seem to paintbrush or airbrush the image of Jesus into their own image. Why, why Why do you think that happens?
1: I feel like it's because it makes it more relatable that we can relate to him as a person because he looks like us. But when you're someone like myself, who is mixed race but living in England where I don't see all the time a lot of people that look like me, then that means that Jesus doesn't look like me either. <laughs> so I think that perhaps that's why different cultures do that because they make it's more relatable Mm. and more accessible to them to be able to think okay well this is jesus is part of my life part of my world i'm meant to be like jesus therefore if this image of jesus looks like me then i can it's more relatable to me Mm. but i think sometimes we get so caught up in that and and i didn't want for my daughter to To perceive Jesus in that way I wanted for her to 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 feel that she could relate in her heart as to who he was as a person what his character was like and how she can apply that to her life so in my book the see let's be is basically about trying to like have imitative behaviors so see let's be like this so the kind of whole um like do as I do not as I say things like to copy people and then their actions and so I wanted to take lots of the characteristics of Jesus from different parables and give those characteristics to other people in the story so if you look through the stories Jesus characters are in there but they are portrayed by a mixed race mum. Or they're portrayed by a white schoolgirl, or they're portrayed by a black football coach, and it's the characteristics of those people that are portraying Jesus. So rather than looking at him in the stereotypical imagery that we might create in our society, it's looking at what his characteristics were like and how we can apply them to our day-to-day yeah. lives.
0: So it's not saying that those those characters are Jesus. It's saying those those characters are following Jesus and trying to imitate Jesus. And indeed, that's what the Bible tells us to do, to to become mature in Christ. And as we follow Jesus, our wish, our hope as Christians is to imitate Jesus, to to do what he did, to to love how he loved and to start to become more like him. So yeah, so your your book kind of does that through the characters, showing the characteristics of Jesus um, as they're being lived out. Yeah, exactly.
1: And also it's, it just makes the Bible more manageable for families. I think sometimes we can sit down and we might have the Good News Bible, the New Living Translation, the New International Version, whatever it is that we're reading from. And sometimes the language could be a little confusing to children, even to us as adults. That's why I think we have so many different translations that we read from. (laughs) Like, I don't get it in this version. I'm going to read it in another version. Oh, it makes more sense now. Okay. So in here, we've got five short Bible stories that have been... Condensed, but also applied to a completely different situation. So the first two stories in the book are quite obvious, I think, as to what they're based on. So the parable of the lost sheep, the feeding of the 5,000. If you know the stories in the Bible, then you know exactly what they are. But to other people that perhaps aren't familiar with those Bible stories, they're just a really great story with a wonderful moral. And then mm. later in the book, there's books and there's story where Jesus meets Zacchaeus, but it's actually based in a school canteen and it's and it's just again the same characters from the bible story but just applied to a situation that hopefully children and families can relate to
0: Mm. and that's what jesus did when he told parables isn't it he he told he used um people and characters and situations from the culture and the situation that he was in i mean he's standing in a field of of wheat so he he talks about wheat or harvesting and so it's the same similar thing. We stood in a school canteen. So let's, yeah, no, that, that's really good. Thank you, Gemma. That that sounds really interesting. And we'll be back to talk some more with Gemma Hunt about her books, her life, and her faith just after these. Stay tuned. This episode is sponsored by KevinMayhew.com. Are you looking for high quality Christian music, literature, and church supplies? then look no further than Kevin Mayhew Publishers. Founded in 1976, their mission has always been to serve the entire Christian community, from hymn books to choral music, liturgical resources to theological books, greeting cards to church supplies. They offer a wide range of products and are trusted by Christians of all denominations. And with their extensive music catalogue catering to all skill levels from beginner to professional, be sure to find the perfect piece to inspire your worship. Check out kevinmayhew.com today and experience the beauty and depth of Christian music and literature. Go and check out kevinmayhew.com. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, you can help keep it on the web. All you've got to do is buy me a coffee. Head over to buymeacoffee.com slash to make a donation. There is a link in this episode's show notes. So go on, buy me a coffee today and help this podcast to keep supporting Christian books and authors. Welcome back to Christian Book Blurb. I'm chatting with author Gemma Hunt about how we can help children to pray and be a good friend. Now, Gemma, just before the break, we spent some time chatting about um, your books. Um, one of the things, oh yes, I was going to say one of the things we like to do is get to know the author, which is which is what we're going to do now. Um, but I must say, this is the first time we've had um, a listener of the podcast um, contact us to uh, ask a question that they want to Um, Know the answer to. So if you're listening to this podcast, the way that you can do this is to join us over on Facebook. We have a Facebook group called the Fans of Christian Book Blurb. If you join that group, you can submit questions to future guests um, as well. So here is our first question from a listener. Um, Her name is Katrina, and she's eight years old. And she asks, what does Christianity mean to you?
1: Oh, Katrina, that is such a good question and one that we could probably unpack for hours. (laughs) But I think uh, just briefly, for me, Christianity is all about a relationship with Jesus. It's not a religion. It's not about doing everything by the rules and and being restricted. It's about being free and, and being free because Jesus has given us freedom. He's came to set us free from all the stuff that other people perhaps are struggling with that yes we struggle with but we can take all that to Jesus through our relationship with him in the same way that you have hopefully good relationships with your friends and with your family and if you have difficulties in a situation you can go to them and talk about it and that's how I see it with Jesus I've just got a relationship with my best mate he's my mate he's my friend I love him I hang out with him he, he listens to me have a good moan. He's there in the good times. He's there in the low times. I ask his opinion on things. Um, I've even been out for dates with Jesus where I've been in a <laughs> restaurant on my own and I've just sat there and I've just looked at the chair opposite me at the table and thought, okay, okay, Lord, let's have a chat. Let's just chill. Yeah. And I've sat there and had a lovely chat
0: <laughs> or I've
1: sat there and read a book about Jesus and I feel like I, I'm able to get closer to him in those moments and not just in my morning or afternoon evening bible studies and prayer times I can just go for a walk when I'm walking to the post office I'm like I'm on my own but I'm gonna have a chat with my mate Jesus as I'm walking along and so yeah Christianity to me is about being part of this incredible family the Christian family which is around the world and being able to walk into any church and instantly have community and have friends have things in common with people but it's mostly about having best mate called jesus who sometimes people say oh but having a faith is, is like it's like having a crutch you, so when someone's broken their leg they need a crutch to depend on yes that's right i need jesus as my crutch to depend on to help me walk when i'm struggling so it's absolutely that thing that supports me so he's my backbone that keeps me upright he's the lifeblood that keeps me alive every single day he's the reason that i smile <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, thank you, Gemma. Such a great answer. And thank you, Katrina, for such a great question. Gemma, I know that you are busy doing all sorts of things for TV and radio and all sorts of stuff. Um, But do you have time to have fun?
1: I try to make time to have fun every day and that doesn't mean that I'm always going off and going to a theme park and going on roller coasters or going to the theatre which stuff that I love doing but yeah I do try and have fun every day and sometimes fun for me is actually just preparing a really nice lunch (laughs) making sure that I'm eating really well and drinking lots of water I've got my my uh, bottle here of water I'm trying to make sure I stay hydrated Mm. and do fun things or so yeah i'm a real foodie so i like finding fun recipes my husband and i went vegan for lent this year and oh. it was really interesting to cut out all the meat and dairy products that what, we're was so it used difficult
0: to. or easy to find recipes and ingredients and things
1: it was really easy when you apply yeah. yourself to something i think and if you know you've got to do it for a certain amount of time you know it's not forever so therefore you think okay i can i can commit to this and we found great recipes recipes that are now going to be part of our everyday Hmm. family cuisines um we discovered so many alternatives fun things that we hadn't tried before so yeah it's really cool to do something like that I find that it's really fun having fun with food is brilliant and it makes it more exciting for my daughter as well even though she wasn't too keen to try everything that we were eating she had a little taste now and again but we love baking together that's always really fun We like imaginative play. Mm. So we had a sofa delivered recently and a massive cardboard box. And the cardboard box has stayed in the kitchen. It's been there for about five weeks now. (laughs) And it's been all sorts. It's been a bus. It's been a house. (laughs) It's been a toilet. It's been all sorts. We sat in there with grandparents and played bingo the other day. It's just really fun. So, yeah, Yeah, we try and make fun with whatever we have around us and the people that are part of our lives.
0: Really good. So because you're such a foodie and you love cooking so much, are you a fan of the Great British Bake Off show on TV? Or if you're in America, it might be called, um, what's it, the British Baking Show or something like that. It's called something slightly different. But are you a fan?
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. And we watched Junior Bake Off with our daughter and she loves it. Oh, yeah, it. Junior and Bake Off. It's so great. And w- I was thinking about asking for money for my birthday to, to buy us the KitchenAid mixer. Oh, um, so yeah, they all have that stood st- yeah. on the side, haven't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I> spoken <laughs> to parents about clubbing together for that and then my mother-in-law said well actually jem i've got one that i can't oh. use anymore because she's now celiac had lost the love of baking she right. said right you can have this one so that was a result so Great. my daughter and i and yeah. now got this lovely kitchen aid mixer where we like to uh mix up lots of batters and make cakes and all sorts of things it's, it's lovely
0: <laughs> oh fantastic that's really really good oh yeah um you mentioned um Maybe it was at the beginning of the show, or maybe it was when we were chatting just before. I can't remember now. They've all kind of merged into the same thing. (laughs) Well, that's okay. Um, You mentioned that you have another book coming up. Now, are you able to give us a little bit of a sneaky peek into what you're working on, maybe? Maybe.
1: Absolutely. So the See Let's Be series continues. So the first book is all about being a good friend. So stories to help you to love, be kind, to share, be selfless and to be helpful. Whereas the second book is is called Me. So it's basically about helping yourself to be the best version of yourself that you can be. Because there are lots of things that we go through in life that Tricky, and so I wanted to look at things like keep trying, so perseverance, and we're looking at the story of the the lost coin in that one, and then uh, we want to look at feeling cross because I know that often I feel cross, and I know that my daughter feels cross, and it's how we deal with those cross feelings, um, and that story is based on Jesus speaking about judging others from Matthew seven. Uh, we're also looking at bringing joy <laughs> because that's um, something that is so important to me is that we bring joy to people that we see and hopefully then it's reciprocated. Um, so even though this is a book for the whole year, this particular story is looking at the, the news of the angel Gabriel visiting Mary and bringing her mm. the good news, the joy, uh, bringing her, her the joy of becoming the mother of Jesus. Um, another story in it is about finding peace because I think sometimes we can live in really hectic worlds and our lives are very hectic and not peaceful, and how we do need to find moments where we can actually find peace to help us be the best version of ourselves, whether that's peace of mind, peace of heart, peace of the circumstances around us um, so that story is based on Jesus calming the storm, and oh. then the fifth story is about feeling jealous because I think sometimes we can we can feel jealous of other people of friends of siblings of celebrities and so sometimes I think it's important that to be the best version of ourselves, we need to realize and appreciate who we are what we actually have and to be grateful and so that story is based on the prodigal son so they've all been retold Sounds again really in good. very creative, imaginative ways. The The Parable of the Prodigal Son story is brilliant. <laughs> and it's, it's going to be, I think, the pictures from that particular story is going to be on the front cover because yeah. it's all based around a, a a winter market. So like a Christmas market. And um, and it's all about the, the two children being asked by the grandfather to go and help out on his hot chocolate stool and how the little girl, said, so my daughter gets her pocket money from granddad and goes off and spends it all around the fair. Whereas the big brother's left behind helping out on the hot chocolate stall. Like, this isn't fair. Why does she get to go on the merry-go-round? Why is she eating a burger? Why is she playing hook-a-duck? And I'm here working. And then she comes back at the end of the day and like, oh, I'd really like a hot chocolate, but I spent all my money. And then granddad passes her the one that the grandson has been making. And he's like, what is going on here? This is not fair. (laughs) And then granddad turns around and says, but my son, you've been here this whole time. You can have all the hot chocolate you want. Here, have one. And so it's basically the story of the prodigal son, but just told in a very different way. But it's really fun. And the illustrations this time by my illustrator, who's a good friend of mine, Charlie Cook, she has excelled herself. They're gorgeous. The first book is stunning, but the second book is out of this world. It's absolutely beautiful. I think we just found our flow, both of us. It was a lot more easy for me to write the second book because I kind of knew what I was doing a bit more. And then also with Charlie illustrating it, she's just, well, Mm. you've got to see it when it comes out. Hopefully it'll be out in September.
0: I was going to ask when it's coming out, September, and it's called Gemma Hunt's See Me, is it?
1: See Let's Be Me.
0: See Let's Be Me. So keep your eyes open for Gemma Hunt's new book Gemma Hunt See Let's Be Me coming out in September. Really exciting. Oh fantastic. Maybe even get some pre-orders in there. That'll be really good. Um so Gemma It's been really good talking to you. I'm I'm sad that it's coming coming to the end of our interview really. Um but before we go, how can people get in touch with you or how could people find out more about you or where could people buy your books have you got a website are you on social media all that sort of thing
1: yes you can go to my website which is jemmahunt.com and on there there are links through to SPCK which is the the publishing house that uh, produces my books where you can buy them from there you can also get them online from other online retailers as well and um, you just stick it into search engine and have a look
0: Or your local bookshop. And even if your local bookshop hasn't got a copy, they can certainly order one in for you. So don't forget your local bookshop
1: as well. That's right. I was away on a job in North Wales recently and I walked past a Christian bookshop and I just happened to pop in and have a look through some of their children's books. And I said, I'm an author. Would you consider getting the books in? And they were so excited that I popped in. And so, yeah, they're definitely getting some books in there. So do always support local bookshops. That would be great. Yes, I'm also on Twitter. My handle is at ringlet underscore gem or you can find me on instagram my handle for that is gemma double underscore hunt
0: (laughs) (laughs) important double underscore what we're going to do if you're listening to this and you want to um have a look um at gemma's website we're going to include a link to gemma's website in the show notes of this podcast so that you can find out more about her and get links to all her books and everything else that is good and wonderful so that's where you can find it. This just leaves me to say thank you, Gemma. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Christian Book Blurb. It's been so good chatting with you.
1: Thanks so much for having me and enjoy reading the books.
0: Yes, we will. We will. And thank you to this episode's sponsor, Kevin Mayhew Publishing. Don't forget to check out their website, kevinmayhew.com. And thank you to the listener as well. Thank you for listening to this episode of Christian book blurb don't forget to join us again in a couple of weeks time for another episode where we'll be chatting with another christian author about their books their life and their faith thank you so much for listening goodbye thanks for listening to christian book blurb with your host matt mccleary do give it a like give it a share and let your friends know all about it we do hope to see you again soon on another
1: christian book blurb